yeah, so when we talk about being able to take back some of the control over who is collecting data on you, there's I have a whole list here of of other products, other ways. Um, but if if you don't mind, I'd love to talk about StartPage's newest product. It is called StartPage Privacy Protection. And it's a very easy to install browser extension that automatically, once it's installed, it begins to block third-party tracker uh, trackers and cookies on the websites that you visit. So um, it also provides a privacy score per website. So I'm kind of going like this because what, what happens with the extension is that it's on the top of your toolbar and it'll let you know every single website that you're on a score from one, meaning the worst privacy practices, to five, meaning no third-party tracking. And so you'll know on the websites that you're at how private or not private the site is. So you can really be mindful of, okay, this is not a website that I should be sharing any personal information on, or this is a website that I really need to be cautious while I'm on it. Um, and then inside the extension, you can see how many trackers and cookies are being blocked per website. Some websites had something like, yeah. uh, because when I use my Apple phone and I'm using Safari at the start, when I'm mm -hmm. not using anything, it says these many trackers blocked. So is it the equivalent of that on Chrome? Yeah, so it's, um, it's that would be a mobile um, application and this uh, start page privacy protection is desktop only for now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's available on Chrome browser and Firefox browser. Interesting. So yeah, very similar. And it's like, it's really fun actually too, to be able to click in there and be like, oh, I did nothing other than install this extension, but I'm like, I, in my um, extension, there's a privacy report that I kind of just click into every week and see how many trackers I've blocked. I've blocked at this point, nearly 20,000 trackers wow. and cookies yeah so, so you must um, be doing a lot of browsing it seems how many hours do you use your phone or your desktop that's the question i must ask now <laughs> it's too embarrassing to say it's too embarrassing to say i i probably could use some time off the internet but um I, i'm on it quite a bit <laughs> oh okay but i and um yeah go I ahead. Do it safely but i do it safely <laughs> yeah that's important because uh, one is this privacy extension, which kind of guides you on your, what do we say, the privacy score on websites and how many trackers are blocked. That's one way of it. The other way usually is that rather than using a usual email, you use a private email or you create two different emails, one for your usual usage and the other <coughs> one for logging into different devices and sharing it for subscriptions and on different websites. That's a technique some people use. It's a good one. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of techniques. Like, So, you know, if I'm starting from the base with somebody, I go, let's start with your password strategy first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we know this, but like, make sure you're not doing it. Do not use the same password across all accounts. <laughs> um, and even better, try to sign up for a password manager. They are worth it. Um, the EFF, they do a great job listing recommended password managers. I cannot recommend getting a password mm -hmm. manager enough. Um, and then make sure that you're like one master password is, is, is difficult enough <laughs> that no one's going to hack. Um, that is a really, really easy way for you to take back privacy control. Um, because once one of those passwords gets hacked and you're using it across multiple accounts, 
you're in trouble. Um, so yeah, like I really recommend starting with that. Um, the other is your router, right? So when you get your router, I don't know if it's the, if it's the same for you, but mine came with a pre-installed uh, password that actually says it on the router on a sticker. And a very small percentage of people change that router password. Please make sure you change that, that password. Like that's just an easy thing that you can do today. Um, and then kind of moving down again, that list is just two-factor authentication. Just make sure it's on um, and easy. You know, the mobile, is this you? Yes, is better, um, is great. Um, you know, depending on your level or depending on what device it is. Um, an authenticator is also very, very helpful. Um, and then this is where I thought was interesting too for what you're saying about emails, right? Um, <clears throat> I do think it's great to have like a couple of just like silly email addresses that you never check and just use those to sign up for lists. Like so, so good. Anytime you're setting up an account and they ask you to answer security questions, like what's the name of your first pet? These things can be hacked. These things can like if there's a data breach, I, what I like to do is I have a known fake answer for all of these things. Yeah. Um, and You're, that not the is, only one. You're not the only one. Everyone, oh, no, I believe not. most of us have it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I kind of have fun with them too, with my fake answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are just kind of easy, easy ways um, for setting up accounts. Um, and again, and like what you said as well, um, you know, a private encrypted email account is definitely worth its cost. Um, and again, EFF, thinkprivacy.com, all great resources to find the right private solution for yourself. I think you've been very humble in sharing the list. You missed out one thing. If I remember when we spoke about one year ago, you were talking about what we call is private search. That's another <laughs> element uh, that uh, we need to do. Of course, there's the incognito or the private in the browser, but even without going incognito, you can use a private search. There are many searches available. And I think, and if I remember well, start page also has one, isn't it? Yes, yes. So. You know, once you've got your passwords and all of your accounts like cleaned up or two-factor authentication, then it, we go into the phase of privacy where it's how do I really limit the digital footprint that is being collected on me? Um, because every single one of us has one. I just told you about how many trackers I've blocked on there. Like I am online a lot. There's a lot of information being collected on me, but how do I reduce that? So search engine is such an easy way to reduce a significant amount of personal data being collected on you. Not only your location, but really your interests, your health issues, your financial issues. So start page is a very easy to use search engine. Essentially, we have access to Google search index. And through a three server solution, we pass your search query only, never your IP address, never any personal data, we pass it through to Google. They only see start page searching and then back to you, the individual. You never have a search history. You never pass any location information and you get access to all of the information, all of the all of the search links that you'd ever find on Google. So 
that is just like one simple way to cut down on your digital footprint. And uh, to that extension that we were discussing earlier, start page privacy protection. Um, once you install that extension, start page is set as your default search. So it's really, really easy one stop solution to take back a lot of your control over your personal data. Fit for Privacy helps you to create a culture of privacy and manage risks by creating, defining, and implementing a privacy strategy that includes delivering scenario-based training for your staff. We also help those who are looking to get certified in CIPPE, CIPM, and CIPT through on-demand courses that help you prepare and practice for certification exam. Want to know more? Visit www fitforprivacy.com. That's www.fit, the number four, privacy.com.